0: Here is singer-songwriter, broadcaster, audio-video artist, entertainment agent, and your host for the Dharmic Evolution. It's the master storyteller himself, James Kevin O'Connor.
1: All right, all right. Welcome back once again to the Dharmic Evolution. Before we get going, everybody, please go over to DharmicEvolution.com, sign up for your favorite platform. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, Overcast, Pandora. Um, This way, every Friday morning, the show will come right to your phone like we are your own personal assistant to help you through your day. And if you like this show, please share it with somebody. Just send it off to them, somebody close to you or someone that may need a lift today with this particular content because it's a good one. And I want to thank all of you that have left comments or reviews that are really appreciated. Please do leave a five-star review at Apple Podcasts. And I will put them on the Dharmic Evolution website so that you can see um, your own comments. If you scroll down to the bottom of our homepage, you can see all the reviews and comments posted right there by other listeners just like yourself. The Dharmic Evolution Facebook community page is looking for you. If you're a singer, songwriter, author, speaker, or thought leader, post your content on the Dharmic Evolution Facebook community page and watch the support you will get from both fans and other artists and creatives. That site, all artistry is welcome. And please, no spammers. I mean, I'm seeing people selling all kinds of things, you know. um, You know, use the cotton sheets and... um, you know, just old two-by-fours and things. Like, I I don't want you guys coming on there. That's not what we're here for. So we're heading out west today. Very excited about this young lady. Colorado-based, up-and-coming singer-songwriter with proud Minneapolis roots. She draws her influence from pop, indie, folk, and electronic sounds to create a unique blend of original compositions. I love this. She's got a strong passion for writing, composing, and producing. She creates music you'll find yourself playing on repeat and adding it to your playlists. Her voice and tone are one of a kind and are undeniably rare. Propelled by an innate desire to base her entire musical adventure and journey on the sole theme of In It Together. It is the humble sense of coming together to follow dreams as a community, alongside extremely hard work that will help us all achieve our goals you better strap up your seatbelts because we're taking a ride today from the music city all the way to denver colorado to visit with sarah christine sarah welcome to the dharmic evolution
2: thank you for having me
1: out there in Denver, Colorado, it's so good to have a Rocky Mountain High girl with us today. I love it. Yeah.
2: I, uh, I am in the Rocky Mountains, but I am not high. So. Okay, good. Good. That's a good
1: start for us, I think. Hey, before, I, before we get rolling, do you? I noticed you're Sarah Christine, and is that Christine, your real? is that your middle name?
0: Yeah. I'm okay. Right
1: so middle, yeah. do you prefer being called Sarah Christine, or is it just Sarah? What are you comfortable with?
2: Ah, uh, Sarah Christine, usually, yeah.
1: Cool. Okay. Yeah, because uh, yeah, I've had. I'm going to do a whole show on names and name changes, okay. because I was christened James Kevin O'Connor, and I didn't start using James until about five years ago, because my parents huh. always called me Kevin. And uh-huh. then when I had this kind of like transition in my life, I said, you know, Kevin died like five years ago. We, we don't, don't bother with him anymore. Yeah. <laughs> so for a while, I was James Kevin. But then when I moved, you know, when I started coming to Nashville, I just used James all the time. And uh, yeah. that's kind of sticking in a different way. So I, I'm going to do something on people and names. And I may invite you back to be a participant in that because um, there's reasons why people do. And it's... It is kind of important because if you look in the Bible, the Lord did that all the time. He changed people's (laughs) names constantly, you know, to keep us on our toes, I guess.
2: (laughs) Agreed, agreed.
1: Yeah, so listen, welcome again to the Dharma Capital. And and I'm just so happy to have run into your music. I'm glad Gene Foley introduced us. You're very, very unique and unusual, and I love that. So um, why are you so?
2: (laughs) Oh, man. Um, Well, I have a a story, like I think a lot of... Um, stories behind my music that I've just kind of run into a lot of things. You know, I'm in in my mid thirties and I already feel like I've got nine lives.
1: <laughs> yeah, I uh, want to get to the truck. The um, you were hit oh, by a F one fifty, and if you're comfortable in a little bit, we yeah. can talk about that. But yeah. but like as you became the Sarah Christine that we've come to very quickly know and love. Yeah. How did you develop your style? Because I say you're unusual because you take a lot of eclecticity in, in the music and you use all kinds of, you're using EDM and you're using technology and you're using good old singer songwriter and you're using yeah. your heart most of all. But how did you come to be the person you are today? Any influences you can share?
0: Oh
2: man. Well, in terms of musicians, I mean, my um, my playlist is pretty eclectic. You know, I have you know, influences from everything from um I'm very like uh uh LGBT forward. So Brandy Carlisle, Elton John, you know, you pull some stuff from that. And then I, I love like I I really do enjoy the the like technicality behind EDM. And so it's been really interesting kind of learning how to put that together and produce some of that on my own. So um, learning through, you know, artists that are in that, that genre. I I really enjoy Ellie Golding's sound. Um, so I think I, I draw a lot of like inspiration from, you know, how, how she levels her vocals and, and how uh, one of my favorite concerts was watching her in Las Vegas at the top of the Cosmo and you should have seen her crush it. And her vocals were just unbelievable. So pulling some of that in, um, I enjoy Amos Lee a lot, you know, like, so there's, I, I think, you know, I think a lot of um, musicians that I've collaborated with, they tend, a lot of them tend to have this mastery of like one style and I don't know, maybe it's like a queen move or something, you know, where they incorporate like all of the classical to pop to, I've been really, really working on trying to draw in like from, many genres to kind of find myself in that. And I think I'm still exploring what that is, you know? Yeah. And I have the, like the ability now that, you know, I'm, I'm not juggling two roles and I'm full-time in music to like truly work on becoming my authentic self to the world, you know, and not kind of having to be, you know, two people with all these influences and everything and kind of, you know, like you were saying, kind of drawing in all of these, different forms to become Sarah Christine. And I just found that my my name was so identified like in the corporate world before or, you know, with uh, like growing up in the church, my parents' names are very like everybody knows my mom, Christy Cotner, you know. Right. And so kind of just, you know, it it's made, it's allowed me, I should say, to become like just me, you know kind of the whole elton john move you know yeah when he changed,
1: you know well it takes a, it takes a long time to get there and um you know yeah. as we were talking about it a little bit earlier it's like it's not it just doesn't happen like at the drop of a hat or a snap of a <laughs> finger it's a process i think that we all kind of go through to kind of self-discovery and then yeah. what connects me the name finally connects me to who i am and what i am yeah. shall we give everybody a little slice here sarah christine this one is called summer night <laughs> I
0: woke up I was out of body Hold up All this feeling shoddy enough Starting a new life, honey I'll be okay, I don't care tonight And I woke up Neighbors are blasting John Mayer Toked up on an old vinyl player What's up? I said, yeah, turn it up It's 2 AM, I don't care tonight It's a summer night, summer night Summer night, summer night Summer night tonight summer night, summer night Summer night, summer night Summer night tonight and we will dance all night Hit. We will fall in love And I will hold your hand Until I crash and fall asleep To this summer night, summer night Summer night, summer night Summer night, summer night tonight. Mm-hmm. Summer night, summer night Summer night, summer night, summer night tonight Tell me why, are you still awake? The sun's rising, did you have heartbreak? Tell me how, did she make a mistake? You'll be okay, just don't care tonight It's a summer night, summer night Summer night, summer night, summer night night tonight Summer night, summer night, summer night, summer night, summer night, tonight. And we can dance all night. We will fall in love and I will hold your hand until I crash and fall asleep. Summer night, summer night, summer night, summer night, summer night, summer tonight. hey baby, summer summer night, summer night, summer night, summer night, summer night, tonight summer night, summer night, summer night, summer night, summer night, summer Summer night, summer night, summer night, summer night, summer summer night. Tonight tonight. we will dance all night. We will fall in love and I will hold your hand until I crash and fall To these. Summer night, summer night, summer night, summer night, summer night, tonight Mm -hmm. Summer night, summer night, summer night, summer night, summer summer night, tonight I woke up, I was out of body, woke up I was out of
1: body, woke up. You were out of body, woke up. <laughs> All right. So we got a little EDM happening on that one. And I get the yeah. very, very strong impression that you are um, a bit of an engineer in the studio. Am I far off on that one?
2: No, I'm learning. I have a lot to learn, but. Um, yeah. I'm really- that
1: process yeah as i was watching some of your videos i just got a very very strong impression as i was watching i said this girl knows what she's doing and you're <laughs> and and the reason i i felt that way is because i felt just by the way you were sitting and your your posture in the studio told me you're not only um inquisitive but you're you're very comfortable in the studio so i i don't see you just sitting there waiting for everybody to do everything for you, you're a bit of a collaborator and you're you're interested in sound, it seems. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, so I important.
2: Think, um, something Jean has really helped me with is um like aligning myself with really good people to collaborate with. And you know, I'm a learner. So like just like you know, if we're in the studio and you know somebody says, stop, 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 let's try this or like I never take offense. It's always like, okay, where can we take this together? You know? And it's really fun to see like where where a song starts and where it ends up. Like Summer Nights, for example, start was actually a ballad. It's kind of a funny story. How Summer Nights was written was um I had just moved from Minneapolis, Minnesota to Denver. And um I knew one person, that was it. And you know i when i um when i moved here i only had like four hours to find an apartment because everything was moving so fast with having to get out here so this whole apartment was new denver was new i was getting settled in summer night and uh you know like we had talked about kind of prior we were both early risers so i usually got up at like 5 or five thirty in the morning and it was a tuesday night and my, my neighbor, he actually used to play basketball for the Wizards. Um, he was throwing like a rager and it was about two in the morning. And that here I am like laying in my bed, you know, like, like, should I be upset? I, like, I have to get up early, you know? And I was just feeling kind of like nostalgic, like I'm in this new place and I have a new studio. And so I, I got up and I knocked on my, my neighbor's door, you know, and, uh, and, you know, marijuana is legal in Colorado as right. you know so he opens the door and it's just like poof, you know <laughs> it comes. and he's like <laughs> he calls me S and he's like S oh my god I'm, you know I'm so sorry like um, you're probably trying to sleep and we, we, can, we can turn it down and part of the reason why I went like popped by was because I could tell he was playing on a vinyl record player and he was playing John Mayer I thought it was kind of like kind of funny I love John Mayer so yeah. I was like drawn to it so I was like, no, man, just, you know, just do me a favor and turn it up. And so uh, he shuts the door. And what my time was this? Wall, t- two in the morning so, on a Tuesday. And you're saying and turn I had to, it up. <laughs> yeah, turn it up, man. I was just feeling good. You know, I was like, you know, whatever. They're having a heck of a time. Like, go for it. Yeah. Well, my, my studio wall was, you know, was adjacent to, you know, where he was throwing down with all of his buddies. And instead of going back to bed... Um, I went to the studio and, and wrote that song. And so, you know,
0: on an old vinyl player,
2: what's up, you know, like now <laughs> yeah. you kind of get the story of uh, of that song, but it's one of my favorites. And then, so I wrote it as a ballad, but then I actually hit a wrong key on my, on my piano. And it brought me to kind of a bass kit. And I, you know, I, I think I hit, it was like, maybe like C, like a C sharp or something or whatever. and, and all of a sudden this beat hits. And I'm like, dang, like this this actually is kind of cool. So then I went to bed, revisited in the morning, and that's how you hear the whole, you know, kind of pop EDM beat in the back. It's, it was generated off of a mistake.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Some The mistakes so. are sometimes the best part of music, isn't it? There's surprises yeah. that pop out of nowhere. I want to yeah. talk a little bit more about vinyl, but first let's play For You, for everybody, from Sarah Christine. It's an A minor, isn't it? Yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful song. Um, I wanted to follow up on you were talking about vinyl and your neighbors, but I saw you in a video playing a record on vinyl on one of your videos, your current videos, and you've got an Audio Technica turntable, which was my <laughs> last turntable. I mean, I just no bought way. a new I just bought a new one recently. But the best one I ever had was this Audio Technica. I don't even know if I can find one again. But uh, yeah. So what's going on with this vinyl? Your neighbor's got vinyl. I've got vinyl. You've got vinyl. So um, what's going on with this? Well,
2: I've, I've always loved it. My my um, my dad had quite the collection growing up. And yeah. so that was a fun memory for my family. Um But I had, I think I really, really fell in love with vinyl when um, I had the opportunity to work with Least of All out in Brooklyn, New York. Okay. And we had, it was awesome. It was a, we had a sold out session. And, you know, you've heard of them probably a thousand times, but um, Aaron's the best. Anyways, you know, you basically, you know, you have pre orders and you record, you know, an original track for everyone. So we had a sold-out session. It was almost five hours of singing back to back to back to back records. We Aaron and I celebrated with champagne after it was really fun. Yeah. But during <laughs> during that time, um, I stayed around in the studio for a bit because if you look at any of Lee of all's, you know, photos, he's just got records galore. And we started looking at a lot of them. And um, he was really generous and let me listen to a few things that were his favorites, but Um, one of the records that, um, I pulled out was, um, Fleetwood Mac and it brought me back to like my dad and everything. Yeah. So I came home from that trip in Brooklyn and, you know, got a record player and have been passionate about it ever since. So
1: do you tell me, do you like the experience of just the fact that you have to, um, you have to have like a, you have to be part of the ceremony. Of playing yeah. records it's not the same as streaming or or even cds no. you know it's like it's like an event you know and i remember it's as like kids, a religion <laughs> yeah it was crazy i mean i remember getting the very first i was in grade school and i, I got the very first um zeppelin album and you know oh. the who and things like that and it was like for me, it was like, oh my God, I was 12 or 13 years old and I'm listening to this and just like out of my mind, listening to these sounds, you know? And um, it was it was kind of like the weekends in, you know, grade school, high school, you went over to somebody's house and you made a weekend out of like the new Zeppelin album's out or yeah. the new this or, or uh, you know, whatever was happening, the, the music of the day, Grand Funk Railroad, whatever it was, Cream, <laughs> and all of these bands, they just kept coming and you know having like an album party was like you know it could go for five hours you know easily yeah. you know it's really kind of a fun thing to do you know
2: yeah and i love it because you know like i appreciate everything with being able to easily click and stream and i, I get the convenience of that but i really missed like listening to a full length record you know yeah. and i feel like personally for me like my attention span starts to get pretty short when I'm, you know, messing around on other streaming sites. But when I put a record on, you know, you drop the needle at the top and I usually don't stop until it's all the way through. Yeah. So even with records I'm not very familiar with, it it forces me to learn a lot of new music and, you know, and selfishly the intent, you know, for me is to maybe draw influence from that or, you know, but...
1: You know, it was was funny, when we were kids, there was a station in New York, uh, WNEW FM, and FM was a huge thing because it was the only place you could go, and they would play entire albums. Like the new whatever album would come out, and you would tune into that radio station, and they would play it, like no interruptions, no commercials, play the entire album. And, you know, that's like not even possible to get like really a song uninterrupted anymore on, on regular radio. Yeah. Um, but it was kind of a, a funny thing how the, the business has shifted so much. Everything is corporate and commercial. So I feel like the business right now is in a place where it has a chance to maybe come back to that. And I wanted yeah. to ask you about Spotify and your experience with that, and how you feel about you know how you feel about streaming services, both as a consumer and an artist, and where do you think things are going in the future? Um, with all yeah. of this?
2: I mean, personally for me, since, since I'm, you know, up and coming, you know, I'm an independent artist, you know, female artist, um, Spotify is really invaluable for me because I am, you know, it allows me to get my music out to a, a you know wide audience. I'm still, I'm still trying to learn the whole algorithm behind it, you know, and I'm actually getting some help with that right now, just with the whole, you know, what's the best way to playlist and, you know, there's just so much to learn with it. And and like, you know, there's just, you know, when you're writing music and everything else, there's not a lot of time left in the day. And so I'm finding myself like usually working on that kind of stuff, like late at night, like Apple music, Spotify, teaser, whatever, figuring all of that out. Um, yeah. It's so, been interesting. Like, um, Oh, good.
1: No, no. I didn't, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but so to my, <laughs> to my point with this is it seemed like, you know, okay, brand new season. The internet came along. Now as independent artists, we <laughs> right. can do anything. This is going to be so easy. No problem. But now you've got all of these things. You've got Twitter and Spotify, and like you said, all the social networks, mm-hmm. all you know, the Instagrams. And I find that um, I've been a, a guilty of this as so many artists have been is everything that glitters is not gold because it's like you get attracted <laughs> yeah. to these little glittery things and all of a sudden you're on the hamster wheel and you can't catch up. And I feel like um, there's there's been a, a saying in business for many, many decades that specialization is the key to success. And it's yeah. so true because if you specialize in something, you get really, really good at it and you right. focus on that and that alone. And I think the problem for people like us who are out there as as a creative artists is that the new thing keeps coming along. It's like a revolving door in a department store. And it's like, here comes another one. Here comes the latest uh, coat model for, you know, the fall. Here comes this. And it's like all of, we never really get our teeth into the two or three things that kind of help us. So, yeah. do you feel like you've fallen a little bit victim to that, or have you kind of just nailed down what you want to do and, and you're <laughs> moving forward with what you're doing?
2: I, like you said, I think it's an ever-evolving thing, but we've been really focused on, like you said, like having having focus areas, like, you know, for. Well, I think I think I, I guess the best way to put it is like what I've really learned is content calendaring. You know, like having a map and like um, with Spotify, for example, I think a mistake personally that I made a while back was, you know, and I just didn't have a lot of education around that platform was, okay, you know, you've got your music, it's ready to get out there and you schedule it and you're so excited to get it out there that you rush the process, you know, um, versus you know, I, hey, I have this song. That, like, I, I just finished one um, just this past week. I'm really excited to bring this out and collaborated uh, with another guy from Boulder, Colorado Taylor. And it's a beautiful song. And it, believe me, we want to push it out like right away, but instead we'll be releasing it in a few months so that Spotify has time to process their request and get it in the right places. And hopefully it has the same effect as like my last single, The Choice, you know, it's been out for what six, seven weeks something. We have it. It broke fifty thousand streams today.
1: Congratulations! Last,
2: thank you. When my last release broke like two thousand, you know what I mean? Right. <laughs> so
3: yeah. Um,
2: but I think you're right. Like you know, just you know, kind of becoming the, the the master of one, not the master of it all, and also asking for help where you need it. You know. Yeah. That's where Gene's been so great. Yeah.
1: Let's play um this one is called Like the Movies and I want to continue this conversation about um Spotify and marketing because I think it's really really important we talk about this but let's enjoy Like the Movies
0: chance on you and I. I have no regrets. Like the movies we fell so I wanna be happy ever after. We all want a fair return. We all want it to work out, to falsify
1: i just love the um i love the emotion in your voice the way you change um your projection the timber you know just just all of the different things you do with your voice um you're you're living through the song as you're singing it it's so important and it just um you know you can just feel it i just feel it in my heart when you're singing just great really great you want to talk about that a little bit conceptually this like the movies
2: Oh yeah. There's a, there's a story behind this one. So yeah, this is probably my most personal song. I I tend to like, not all of my music is about me. You know, that actually a lot of it is around like conversations I'm having with other people. And you're like, man, this is really good. Um, this one, um, was about and is about me. Um, I am divorced and never planned for that to happen. (laughs) Um, no, no. I um, So so basically what the song's about is I got married when I was young, like very quickly and everything was awesome. And then kind of everything started breaking apart kind of one by one and kind of slowly, but surely. And, you know, there was a few different things like uh that were, you know, not to get too deep into it, but, you know, basically I lost almost everything I had. I had, I've been working since I was 15, you know, penny pincher saved all my money and, I woke up one day literally with, you know, nothing. Um, the person that I had been with, um, you know, actually took a lot of that to Canada. Like it was just a crazy story, right? And, you know, I won't go, I don't want to talk poorly because, you know, it is what wow, it is. And my life is really, a lot better now.
1: That is a but, wake uh, up. Wow, that's really, I'm yeah, so sorry that Yeah,
2: happened. I woke up with literally like nothing in my bank account. And uh, I'll never forget it. My mortgage was due like a couple days later. And you just wonder, like, okay, like, how am I going to recreate this? And yeah. I am a businesswoman at heart. So, you know, on top of the, uh, like, artistry. um, So I had to, like, you know, very quickly get on my feet and figure that out. And um, anyways, I had called, I've got five best girlfriends since fourth grade. I'm super lucky. And I called my best friend and I said, you know, hey, Mel, like, this is what's going on. Like, I cannot, like, how did I get in this position, you know? Yeah. And she kind of paused and she was like by the way she's also the girl that started like got me to start singing best of best friends but good anyway, job mel yeah she's that. she's awesome um and she goes sarah this is like the movies man like i can't even and and i and that hook got in my you know got in my head immediately and i was like you know what if there's one good thing to come out of all this hopefully it's a hell of a song you know and I sat at the piano and just, it was like therapy for me. You know, I poured my soul into it. And, um, you know, thankfully, you know, I've got this like little help um, uh, in my, uh, in my, you know, outlook and all of that. in my email, I've got this, like I helped someone yeah. while you know, like when right. days get tough and you're like, I got to like have some encouragement. I can't tell you how many people have emailed me out of nowhere about this song and how it's like, it's helped them you know it's just crazy and so yeah i, I think you know crazy tough situation turned into a, hopefully a song that relates to a lot of people and ultimately helps a lot of people you know it helped me
1: <laughs> yeah well those cathartic episodes um bringing your hell through music mm-hmm. it does heal cuz i did a whole album on that myself and um you know yeah. went through some not fun things as as a kid Um, Um, and that, that, that really helped me a lot. It got rid of so many things and and I replaced all the anger and hatred with love and, and just forgiveness. And once I did that, it was like, oh man, this, I feel the weight of the world is off my shoulders, you know?
2: Isn't that the truth, right? Yeah. Let me ask you
1: how, how old were, like, how long ago did this happen to you? And like, what was, what did you recreate? Did you immediately become an artist or did you start doing something else in the interim? Like after that happened, like you woke up that day and you were just, all your money's gone and, and everything's over. Yeah. Like what was the next step you know, for you?
2: I Yeah, I continued. Um, You know, I was juggling music and a full-time job and I, and I needed to at that time, you know, with all yeah. of that happening and you kind of never know where that's going to take you. But, you know, certain things like with that happening, you brought up the, you know, when I got nailed by the truck, you know, you have certain things that happen where they point at, they end up pointing you into like what what is your purpose like what are you here for and i struggled with that for a while because there is something comforting with like a really really good paycheck or stability or whatever else and ultimately though like i knew in my soul like you know purpose for me was creating music yeah and all of those situations, I really truly believe in timing. I do. Like, I don't think that it was the right time for me back then to just jump all in. For me, I don't, I don't think it was, but I really started to pay attention to like um, the universe, my faith, you know, things like that with, you know, when is the right time and then trusting that, you know, go for it. You know, Yeah. that's what the choice is about um and that's when i decided to go all in and i've never looked back and it's scary right now with everything with covid you know I, you lose all those shows and everything else but the universe tends to provide i think when you're doing what you love so i'm glad you're I mean, still i'm hustling here. don't get me wrong i'm <laughs> sure nice you are grind. no
1: i could i could tell i could tell by the way you write and some of your blog work and some of the things i picked up in your in your videos um which i really appreciate the fact that you have such a work ethic because that's what it takes it, it takes talent determination and the work ethic um uh, i want to wrap up uh the spotify thing we were just talking about yeah. and then i want to mm-hmm. talk About the truck, but um, we're gonna. (laughs) So I want to get everything in because I said this goes fast and it does. So (laughs) Spotify, just to just to go back on that, and Mm -hmm. I bring this up in a rhetorical way because um, I love to keep just conversing with artists about it because um, I feel I have a fiduciary duty as a as a broadcaster to kind of help help fix whatever is broken maybe it's not broken and i look at spotify and say that's just a marketing opportunity right like the old guard will complain all day long about you know this is a minuscule amount of money and that i'm getting for so many streams or whatever but but i think we have to recreate the business in a way that mm-hmm. we take what we have and say, use what you ha- the tools available. And I think you were right. talking about that earlier. So, if you can use Spotify as as a marketing agent for you to bring other opportunities, like there's so many people I know right now who are um, who are creating tutorial programs, um, right. something in their music that they're teaching alongside of their artistry yeah. profession. And I, I think that's okay. And I think eventually, um, we're going to come out and see like a, a cleaner way to do this yeah. in a more robust way that we get to keep more of, yeah. of what we create. And I think that's the goal, you know, to, to be yeah. successful in that way. Mm-hmm. So do you feel that that way that Spotify is sort of like that, or do you feel it's, it's gotta be something else?
2: Yeah. I mean, for me, I, you know, I'm, I'm not Taylor Swift, you know, I don't have, you know, millions and millions of followers where Spotify for me at this point is this, you know, lucrative income source. So, you know, for me personally, like you said, I, I look at it as how can I use that platform to get as many people as possible you know, listening to whatever song they connect with. Um, and from there, try to figure out a way to like, you know, build relationships with those people. And then just like you would, you know, any business, you know, what I've really been working in, on is during, especially during this insanely tough time, like I had 52 shows that I set up myself cancel, you know, and some, <laughs> I had a friend that, you know, friend from Minnesota, He had over 200 get canceled, you know? And so when you lose that, you know, it's like, okay, well, how do you start thinking differently? Because, you know, you're not getting, you know, a ton of money off of Spotify as an, you know, independent. So like maybe for others that are listening, something that's working well for me right now is um, I do like custom songs on the side, you know, X amount of money. And, you know, that's great. But I think the value really is like, the relationship you build with like a couple that you do it for or an anniversary song for someone or, you know, um, you know, something for a grandparent or whatever you learn. It's almost like a psychology session. You learn so much about them and you're able to give them something that lasts forever, you know, song lasts forever, you know? So I've been, you know, really working on that private shows and then ultimately connecting all that together, like, you know, a QR code with Spotify, you know, and every event, every, to start to build that in different ways, you know, because I am still learning like the playlist stuff and, you know, how that all, you know, interconnects with the algorithm and how that connects with other platforms. And it's a lot to learn. So I guess learning along, along the way, but you brought up an amazing point. It's like, use that as a building block and then hopefully it becomes something that's lucrative, you know, as you continue to learn the ways, I guess.
1: Yeah, I think or have
2: somebody like Gene that helps you
1: out. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, all of the above. Yeah, and I think it's um, it goes back to you select your three most powerful things and you pour your your energies into the three that you think can work and can do things. And like you mentioned, Taylor Swift and a person like that, um, even like all the Taylors and the Beyonces of the world, they're probably making more money on uh, clothing. And magazine, yeah, yeah. you know th- yeah. things than music right now, but yeah. they use one thing to get another. Like Joe Rogan is yeah. is the most famous podcaster in the world. I think him and Tim Ferriss and people like that. Yeah,
3: mm-hmm. and
1: and Joe started out, you know, slugging away in comedy clubs, like working yeah. like you know really beat up little tiny clubs. Yeah and he kept leveraging one thing into another than the UFC being becoming a broadcaster but he didn't just walk in as a broadcaster he learned to right. be a UFC fighter so it's funny if you if you walk down the line and see all of the things we think we fail at they're not really failures and i always cite thomas edison he said you know it took him a thousand experiments to invent the electric light bulb and he said the other 999 were not failures they were just stepping stones to get to the final you know he just was not going to give up so um so i think i think we have to just try to enjoy the journey a little bit more on the way i mean it can be frustrating but i think if we get a few little victories along the way it's okay to stop and just you know celebrate that you know It's really important. And like
2: true organic growth, I think is important, you know? Um, Like I think right now we're just so, you know, consumed with this like social media digital age and we have to be, but I think when you look at it, like, okay, like if my social media is growing, you know, by X amount every month and you really do your best to connect with all of those people and build relationships and then you're like, okay, like you said, like the spillover, then how do you utilize that to then get your music in front of them or get their interest in your merchandise or and that's where I think a lot of people with social media, I think I think they you know, there's more of a motivation to have like a hundred thousand followers overnight. So then there's all of these programs, oh, you know, buy a follower, buy this. And it doesn't do you any good, you know? And so to your point, like, for me it's all about like organic growth through those different outlets and being truthful to those and and watching the trends with those and then how do you from all of those different portals because music you know as much as I would just love to create music all day long you know I have to make money doing it and yeah so then how do you actually turn that into revenue so that therefore then you can keep the train going
1: you know Yeah but, yeah I agree yeah. I mean the, the whole thing about you know having this false sense of satisfaction about how many likes i got it's like yeah. that that doesn't really do anything for anybody no. i mean it's more important that you know i bought somebody a sandwich last sunday or a cup yeah. of coffee or yeah. or or you impacted somebody's life like you said somebody came up to you and or emailed you and told you about this song, what it did for them. And those yeah. are the really successful things and things we should aspire to continue doing because you yeah. never know w- what your music's doing for somebody. You know, that's only the one you knew about. Like, yeah. how many out there are, are, are like that, you know? So it's really important. Hey, let's play your video now. This is a really beautiful video, and I love the title and I love the music in this. This is called Aspen. Beautiful video. Um, Thank you. Tell us about this video. Um, obviously, shot in the beautiful state of Colorado. No, yeah, it's so gorgeous. Yeah, yeah.
2: I know you have to come out. I you can I, stay I, with me anytime.
1: <laughs> I I may take you up. I, I mean, I Seriously. I have not been there um, since I used to go to um, the Durango Songwriters Conference, and okay. I've been I've been I think three times, and it's a really really good conference because it's small. And yeah. it's very intimate, and you get. Have you been to it? Have you ever gone? to I it? haven't. Yeah, I haven't. it's it's great, and I don't think they have it in Durango anymore because um, I think I went the last year I went. They stopped having it in Durango because it took everybody like two or three plane rides to get there because yeah. it's I so was southwest. Say, that's the hike. It's almost in New Mexico, you know. It's like right on the beautiful you know, though. It's so mm-hmm. gorgeous, and the cool thing was, I'm saying, I'm thinking like there must have been maybe no more than two hundred. 250 people wow. there. So you had all of these incredible songwriters who you never heard about.
0: Yeah. And these
1: guys and ladies had top 10 country hits, pop hits, wow. and they were like the real deal writers. So you had like three days to like rub elbows with these people and get up and do some yeah. songs and and just spend time, you know, talking about the, the music business. But now um, that, that yeah. they have it twice a year. They have one in... San Diego, I think, in uh, the spring, and then one in usually October in yeah. um, Colorado. I think they have it in Denver yeah. now. So, but okay. something you might want to check out. I should
2: probably know about it. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's good.
1: It's worth it's worth looking into just for for somebody like yourself. You would make so many great contacts the there.
3: Yeah, yeah,
1: it's really yeah. awesome. Yeah. Um, I wanted to ask you about the F one hundred and fifty, the accident that you were involved in, and what what happened and are there any further ramifications? Are you, is your health okay now? Or like, you know, yeah,
2: I mean, thankfully, um, yeah, it was, a uh, quite the wake up call. I'll tell you that much. Um, I was, um, you know, when I was juggling both my corporate career and, and music, um, before I went full-time, I was in, um, I was in Indianapolis and, you know, if you know Indie well, it's like, downtown indies like you know the the roads are all kind of like you know circular they kind of all go around you know one another
1: supposed to be a dangerous place you know i i
2: learned that day that it they and i don't know if this has changed since but they had um that year anyways the most um uh pedestrians get hit in crosswalks than anywhere else in the
1: country yeah i don't know what's going on with that but yeah yeah
2: i don't know it's kind of it's a little goofy you know you've got i mean just with how the roads are and then you have all of the know cars parallel parking it's i think it is kind of hard for people to see people yeah but um i was yeah it was a rainy morning i had just grabbed my my starbucks and walk into uh the office in downtown indy and it was a large crosswalk i mean i was you know maybe i don't know fourth of the way into it already and i remember that there was like you know over 30 seconds left for me to cross and you know, I feel for the guy who hit me because it was quite a scene, but, uh, yeah, he, you know, he took a turn onto the road that I was right by the, the Sheraton hotel over there and, uh, basically got absolutely nailed. And, um, yeah, I flew kind of up onto the car and then flew quite a ways forward. They say approximately, you know, approximately six feet and, and I'm six two, So that's a long way to fly when you're wow. yeah. <laughs> a tall woman in heels. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, yeah, my it knocked the shoes off of me. Um, my purse was across the road. It's funny, though, one thing that I learned was uh, you when you're when you experience that trauma, your mind focuses to take it away from whatever trauma you're feeling on the last thing that you did or kind of cared about and i joked about coffee in my post about us this morning but i had my starbucks and i and i love a good coffee and so the starbucks lid came off and all of the you know coffee's flying out and it was like slow motion i'll never forget it but that's what my body focused on um anyways i i landed quite hard i had a, a really awful concussion um you know was insanely bruised and um, but I, I have a lot of empathy towards the person who hit me because, um, when watching some of the, you know, you go through the insurance stuff and everything. And with watching some of the footage, um, you know, he, he hit me straight on, but then he moved his truck sideways to stop other traffic. And it was raining that day. And my face was kind of like, you know, in on the side of the road where the water is rushing down. And, you know, I I don't I wasn't unconscious, but I was definitely blacked out. Like, I remember being blacked out, like my subconscious voice kept saying, Sarah, Sarah, get up. You're not done yet. Sarah, Sarah, get up. You're not done yet. So whatever that was. So anyways, he he turned me so that my face was out of that water. And he was the one that called 911. And so. You know, the next thing I know, I'm in an ambulance, and I don't remember much. Apparently, I did tell the doctor that I was 90 years old, <laughs> <laughs> so that was uh that was pretty funny. I mean, the stuff that they have like written down from what I was just out of it, you know, like in another world, you know. But um, I got really lucky. Um, they said it's almost like, uh, like you know, when a drunk driver hits somebody, and yeah. they just they're not paying attention and they're loose or whatever. It's usually the person that gets hurt and they are fine. And he said, because I didn't see it coming until I was actually getting hit that, that actually saved me from like very, very severe injuries. Um, because it, it's almost like my body acted like that. Um, so in what so way? You
1: mean if you had known it, would you would have tensed up and yeah, and tried to yeah. fight it? Oh well, yeah. They always yeah. say because of like take somebody who's inebriated. They always say that yeah. like like nothing happened to the guy. He was like a limp, yeah. you know, noodle and just like yeah. just. So I guess yeah. that's the thing is just you know make sure we we stay high ways. or drunk or something. I don't know. <laughs> well,
2: I wasn't either of those, yeah. but um, apparently my Starbucks was enough.
1: But yeah, Yeah. I was in Indy
2: for about a week and it was really, really rough. Like I couldn't even lift my neck off of a pillow for, you know, quite a while. Um, Broken bones. Very humbling. I had to have help going to the restroom. Wow. Um, And you learned a lot. And that was a huge wake up call for me. It was like, you know, we all think like, you know, I used to like, be, you know, save for retirement and, you know, when I, when I'm 80, I'm going to do this. And, yeah. and it was like, you know, we could all head out the door today and it's true, it could be over. So like, what yeah. are you doing with your life? And I really, at that moment, it was like, okay, time to put a game plan together, like purpose-driven life. Like, what am I here for? And yes, it's not the easiest path. You know, musicians are freaking hustlers, you know, yeah. like we all work our asses off, you know? So let me ask
1: you this, Sarah Christine. Was where, where was the time frame of this? Was this before the end of the marriage? Were you still married at the time? or Did this happen after that?
2: Yeah, I like, was still. Yeah. Oh, yep, okay. Still, yep, yep. Kind of on the tail end of things coming, but um, you know, family was like so critical for me during all of that. Like, yeah. you know, even though we had we were going through some challenging stuff. Um, I can't, you know, thank all of everyone who brought meals to, you know, my ex helping me go to the restroom to, you know, you, it's very humbling to be, I mean, you know, it's like when you're so independent and you're used to like just being a driver, um, you know, it's a weird thing to have to ask for help for everything you do. You know,
1: we do take, we do take things for granted in such a way that, You just don't know until something like that happens how lucky you are that you have, you know, food to to eat, a bed to sleep in, you know, you're you physically can walk around and do things, yeah. you know. The freedoms it are blows. Yeah, yeah it's it's amazing. So yeah. this this um, this went really, really too fast. There's a bunch of more things I <laughs> want to ask you, but we're going to have to reserve that for another time. But um, as, as we're going out, I would like you to really take this opportunity. Number one, by the way, your website is awesome. Um, I was on there earlier. Really, really great job you did on. Very creative, imaginative. I love Thanks the surprises so. on there. And is that the best place? We'll put all of your links, of course, in the show notes, so people can find you everywhere. But best place for people to find Sarah Christine, support you, purchase your music—is the website the best place?
2: Yeah, I would say maybe start there. It's www.sarahchristinempls like Minneapolis, where I'm from. dot com. Okay. Um, and then my social handles, kind of for all things social, is at Sarah Christine Mpls Music. So please do connect, Um, you know, like we had talked about every relationship matters and I am not one to have like the bots set up. So as we DM or connect or you email, um, it'll be me responding and I'm looking forward to building a relationship. So Spotify, it's all under Sarah Christine. The choice is probably the best way to find me right now. Apple Music, you know the drill, so.
1: Excellent, excellent. Any um Any parting words that you would like to say to you uh, to your audience, my audience, our collective audience today. Um, anything you wanna wish um, uh, for people? Any last words you wanna say as we, as we part ways?
2: Well, first, thank you, James, for having me. You are amazing. Um, thank you. And your podcast is incredible. I was listening to it um, pretty much all week. So thank you so much. Um, thank you. Gene Foley is the man. Thank you, yeah. Gene, for the connection. Um, for everyone listening, thank you for the support. It is a really tough time to be entering the career full time. And so every listen matters. So thank you for that. Um, stay strong out there on your worst days. It'll it'll get better. Just keep pushing forward. Um, and I have these shirts, they are in it together shirts, but from five plus years ago, when we started getting going, Um, our core value was we're in it together. So it's kind of funny how with what COVID and the pandemic brought to the world with that, you know, with that theme, it continues to be ours. So if you need anything during this time, please DM me, email me. We're in it together. I'm in your corner. So is James and us all. And so thank you.
1: Amen. Sarah, Christine, it was a wonderful pleasure to meet you, to um, learn all about all you are doing. Your attitude is amazing. Your voice is amazing and your songs are amazing. <laughs> so uh, I just want to wish all of God's blessings on you, your music, okay, your yeah. family. And uh, moving forward, I know the best is yet to come.
2: Here's to that, eh? <laughs> Thank you for having me, James.
1: Well, what did you think? has this girl got it going on or what that was really awesome I really enjoyed that hope you guys enjoyed Sarah Christine don't forget to support her at her website saracristinempls.com every vision dream starts with a decision to go for it and give everything you have we are in the hustle of this musical journey together that's Sarah Christine
3: I was connected. Everybody knew my name. Wise guys and movie stars would line up black like cocaine. I was connected.